0: Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, Leslie and I take a look at Toy Story Land, Disney's newest land at Hollywood Studios. We got the chance to visit for a media preview as guests of Disney World, so we recorded an episode live where we gave our initial impressions about how we feel about the land. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with someone else and subscribed and left us a review. Connect with us on Facebook at Disney Deciphered or on Twitter at WDW Deciphered or email us at Disney Deciphered at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from Master Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome to Disney Deciphered. We are currently here. Uh, A couple days before the opening of Toy Story Land, uh, we're here as guests of Disney World with Traveling Mom and Traveling Dad, uh, sites that we write for. And, you know, we're here to give you our impressions. I think uh, we might get this out to you as soon as we can. So, before we get started, I have to say this. Leslie, it's super weird looking at you while I'm talking to you.
1: I know. We usually do these over video or not even video conference audio conference and so I don't really get to see you when we record so this is both refreshing and bizarre.
0: Yeah and it's good to see you I mean I'd say we look great but that would be a lie because we are drenched in sweat it is like 94 degrees and feels like 300% humidity but we're here at Toy Story Land we want to tell you guys about it tell you how much we enjoyed it what needs work so why don't we start with this Leslie what are the main parts of Toy Story Land that people need to see what is kind of the, what are the attractions, you know, what is new in Toy Story Land?
1: Sure. So there are three attractions in Toy Story Land. One is an oldie but a goodie. Toy Story Mania is coming back and has got a new entrance. Yeah. Time and, out. When did yeah. he,
0: was that ever Midway Mania or did I just think that in my mind?
1: You know, good question. I think it was Midway Mania in Disneyland, hmm. maybe, but people call it all different things. I I, I never get the name to it right. And I'm, I'm pretty much, pretty meticulous about my Disney phraseology. Nomenclature. Nomenclature. Yes. yes. This yep.
0: is not the happy, happiest place on Earth,
1: folks. No. This is the most magical place on Earth. Yes. Yep. Get, get it, it right.
0: Wrong. Yeah. All right. Go ahead.
1: So, yes. So there's Toy Story Mania, which is making a comeback and with the new entrance. And then there are two new rides, Slinky Dog Dash, which is a roller coaster, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then Alien Swirling Saucers, which is a slower ride, 32-inch um, height minimum. So those are the three main components of Toy Story Tori Land, and there's one new quick service restaurant as well, Woody's Lunchbox.
0: Which we are currently sitting in.
1: Yes, under a slightly shaded umbrella. Yeah, it
0: looks like that some clouds came by. You guys don't care about that. No. All right, so let's, uh, what do you want to start with, the rides or the food or the overall land? What let's uh, start with the overall feel of the land. Okay, okay. What's the, I didn't even realize this when I walked in. I, I came in earlier this morning and didn't know what I was, Supposed to be feeling, I guess. But what's the theme of the land? Like, what's the premise of Toy Story Land?
1: So the premise is that you shrink down to the size of a toy, and you're in an Andy's backyard. So there, the first thing you'll notice after passing the Woody entrance um, is you'll see some giant footprints, and those are Andy's footprints along the asphalt as you walk into Toy Story Land. So that's it's a good it's a good theme, and so there are giant toys all around you. There's you know blocks and Tinker Toys and Christmas lights and. So it's, a, it's well done.
0: Yeah, I, I really dig it. I mean, it feels like, you know, it feels a little bit like Toy Story Land in Hong Kong. If you've been there, I know that you've been there, Leslie. But, you know, if you imagine what kind of Toy Story feels like, it's tough to say, it's tough to explain, but just the colors, uh, you know, it's a bright color palette, you know, it just really feels like you're a character in Toy Story. Um, and so I really like that.
1: True, and I think kids are going to really uh, connect with it. Um, I think... I'll bring my daughter in tomorrow and see what she thinks and my son as well. But I think it's going to resonate really well with younger kids and kids at heart who grew up on Toy Story like we did.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, like, thinking every minute that I wish my kids were here. But uh, they're back in Boston, so that's unfortunate. But, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a real hit with the kids. This may be TMI, but, Leslie, I just used the restroom, and all the urinals are child-sized, which I thought was a cute touch. <laughs>
1: You know, and I would never experience that, Joe, unless you had told me. So the people need to know.
0: The the people need to know. Well,
1: I I will go on a mission now to the women's restroom so I can report back uh, at our next podcast episode what what those are like.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, The other thing that we've been told, we haven't actually personally experienced it ourselves yet, but there are Christmas lights strung up everywhere. And so, you know, I feel like with Pandora, you know, Disney was really big into what the land looks at at night. And it sounds like they put a lot of thought into that. Again, we're still recording in the day, so we haven't seen it yet, but, you know, I'm looking forward to see what it looks like at nighttime. You know, I see lights strung up everywhere, and it should look great.
1: Right. The cast members were really raving about what the land looked like at night, and they said the the riding the rides is a totally different experience, so we will uh, definitely scope that out tonight and have more information about that, but uh, for now, just the first daytime impressions.
0: Yeah, so let's start. Which ride do you want to start with?
1: Let's start with Slinky Dog Dash. That's the one everybody wants to know about first, right?
0: Okay, so... What everyone is probably thinking is, is it the Barnstormer? You know, personally, I don't have a high opinion of the Barnstormer. It's like a 22-second ride in my mind, and, you know, it's not... I mean, I guess it's great for a first roller coaster for a kid, but in terms of the lines and stuff like that, it's crazy, you know, to wait that long for a ride that is that short. So what do you think about Slinky Dog? What were your first impressions?
1: It's definitely not the Barnstormer. I was afraid, too, when I heard it was going to be a family coaster with a 38-inch height minimum. I thought, mmm, yawn, possibly. But, no, it's a great ride. It's a really smooth ride. It's much longer than I was expecting. It's much more thrilling than I was expecting which probably means I won't be able to coax my four-year-old onto it, but (laughs) (laughs) oh, well (laughs) it was more thrilling for me. So I'll take it. And I think that means my nine-year-old is going to really love it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And it's tough to explain, but it does sort of feel like you're on a slinky. They have a little bit of back and forth action that they do. And I don't want to spoil the ride too much. If you're one of those types of people who likes to experience things for the first time, but you know, it definitely caught the feel of being on a slinky for me and in a way, that's tough to explain. And I really love the theming as well. There's, um, you know, characters from Toy Story that you know and love that you'll see uh, at random moments that you know I think will bring a smile to you and the kids in your lives face.
1: That's right, and we also got a hot tip from some cast members. They told us that the ride feels very differently based upon where you're positioned in the coaster, and they recommended the front and the back if you want a more thrilling experience, and the middle if you want a less thrilling experience. And I've now ridden in the front as well as the middle, and I can definitely enjoyed the front it was made it more thrilling than i was expecting
0: for sure for sure so tell me about alien swirling saucers what's that ride all about
1: so it is um some little alien ride vehicles that spin around in a figure eight position and they kind of fling you out as they spin it's if you've been on mater's junkyard jamboree at disneyland it's the same footprint but the theming's totally different it is covered which i appreciate um given the florida heat um not air conditioned but covered at least so you're not in the sun when you're riding it and uh it's it's well themed it's you know the aliens are cute a lot of a lot of green a lot of blue a lot of purple um the claw is there what do you think Joe
0: yeah i mean i have not been on maters and so i have no idea what to expect i will say that it looks like it's going to be a teacup type ride but then in the sense that you're kind of stay in the same position But actually, all the cars changed positions. Um, So, you know, I started in the car next to Leslie and our friend. But, you know, I looked up 10 seconds later, and I had no idea where they were. (laughs) So if you're, like, a family that's splitting up or your kids are on there, um, and, you know, it's it's almost tough to find people coming out of the exits because people are coming out of different places. So, you know, be careful. It's a little bit of, like, a three-card Monty. If you're outside watching your kid, make sure... If you want to keep an eye on that, make sure you know, see where they go because they're kind of switching spaces
1: all the time. That's true. We don't want any lost kids in Toy Story Land, but, uh, you know, I'd say it's a bit like a scrambler in terms of the way it moves, maybe. The, yeah. That's the, more than teacup, for sure. More yeah, than teacup.
0: and it's, um, you know, I get a little nauseated at stuff like that, so I've never been on a scrambler in one of those carnivals, but in terms of the theming and stuff like that, it's great to see the aliens, and it's really cute to have the claw, so, you know, it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Agreed. So do you want to talk about Toy Story? You've been on that before. Um, what's different about the new setup?
0: So there's a new queue at Toy Story Mania, which is new, and they've upped it from two tracks to three tracks, which it really cut down on wait times. Other than that, it's the same Toy Story Mania, or Midway Mania if you call it the wrong name, like I do. Um, but it's the same Toy Story Mania that you know and love. It's a ton of fun. I beat Leslie for the first time ever in my entire life. So that was a great moment. It was, was a great moment. It was a great, moment. Was a great moment. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you that much so those are the rides uh we haven't gotten to taste the food yet the theming of Woody's lunchbox is great let's talk about a little bit of are there some things you might have concerns about about Toy Story Land that we should share with the readers
1: sure listeners
0: uh, that we should share with the listeners
1: sure. The biggest concern is the the heat. Um, We're obviously here at the end of June and the humidity and there is not a lot of shade. Even Woody's Lunchbox, there's no indoor seating. It's all outdoors with umbrellas and there are very few tables that are getting full shade. So that's something you have to be really prepared for. Sunscreen hats, water bottles, sprayers, anything that you can do to beat the heat. I always feel that Hollywood Studios feels a little bit warmer to me than a lot of the other parks and it's true here too.
0: Definitely agreed. Yeah, I'm concerned about concerned about the heat and i think another concern i have is you know i feel like satuli cantina pandora remains one of my favorite quick service restaurants but i feel like less people go there because it's a little bit like a chipotle and it's not you know the standard amusement park fair that quick and get out of there quickly so i'm concerned that woody's lunchbox is going to be too popular you know i'm not sure there's enough tables here to kind of sustain all of that and the lack of indoor seating is pretty rough, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you think the food is going to be too, too mainstream and more people are going to be
0: uh, yeah, wanting maybe to try like it? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, and then even if it wasn't that mainstream, like looking around, there are less tables here than there are at Satouli Canteen. I mean, there's already less seating than there is just outside of Satouli Canteen without counting the inside, so you know, I think that could be a concern.
1: True, and there's not a lot of other seating in the land. There are a couple of benches on... Um, shaped like popsicle sticks. Cute, Uh, very cute. Very cute. But yeah, there there are very few of them. I haven't seen a lot of other seating. So that's going to be something. You may have to grab it and go if you choose to eat at Andy's Lunchbox.
0: Agreed. All right, so we should wrap up. But before we do that, just overall, how do you feel like Disney has done with this land?
1: I think they've done a really high-quality job. This is above and beyond the Toy Story Land experience that I know from Hong Kong Disneyland, they've they've made it a full-fledged land. I mean, obviously everyone's waiting for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios, but this is going to tide people over for the year to come. What's your what's your take, Joe?
0: Yeah, I'd say, you know, I I honestly came in with pretty low expectations. I would say that they've definitely exceeded my expectations with Toy Story Land. I mean, I guess I should have trusted Disney all along. The theming is great. There's you know, I'm really happy to see, just like Pandora, like if you pay attention, there's little details that you know can really uh, enhance your experience. And if you don't pay attention, they're still kind of there, enhancing in the subconscious. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, though, I'd still say I prefer, even though I prefer Toy Story as a property, intellectual property, I prefer the land of Pandora, just because it's so unique. It's nothing you've seen before. Um, the Ride, Flight of Passage still is probably one of... the in my mind, the top two thrill rides in the world, uh, and you know, even though Slinky Dog really exceeded expectations, and I think it's a great coaster worth riding, no matter what, you know, that's still just—it's not enough to put it over Pandora for me. So, if Pandora is an A, I'd have to give Toy Story an A minus or maybe a B plus because I'm a tough—I'm a tough grader.
1: You are, you are. I wouldn't want to be in your class.
0: Yeah. All right. So let me give you, uh, even though this is kind of like a live recording, let me give you a quick. Let's do a quick Disney do's and don'ts segment. So, Leslie, we did the the packing episode. And let me tell you, I feel like there's a lot of things that I missed that I should have said. Do you have anything that you feel like you should have said on the packing episode?
1: I would just say pack everything to keep yourself cool. I didn't bring a hat because I didn't want to mess up my hair. That was a mistake. My hair's messed up anyway.
0: Yeah, mine too. That... You know, honestly, Leslie, that feels great because I thought you were going to say that you didn't forget anything in the episode because you're such a perfect packer. But uh, I'm
1: a perfect packer. That's right. <laughs>
0: but She didn't bring a hat, folks. So I would say a big, a big don't is don't be like me. Even though I'm on a short trip just a couple nights, I only brought one pair of sneakers. And so the first day I got totally drenched at Epcot, couldn't get out of the rain for like three or four minutes. My shoes were soaked all the way through may or may not never mind i'm not going to tell you where i aired out my feet because you know i feel like tmi it's not only tmi but i feel like people would judge me and you okay. know, this is a no judgment zone right 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 let's safe space safe space so make sure you bring an extra pair of shoes even if you're on a short trip otherwise like me you're going to be using your hair dryer to dry out your shoes at 1 a.m in the morning
1: that's unfortunate
0: very unfortunate all right so toy story land hopefully you can pick up some of the music in the background uh sorry if there's too much ambient noise you know but we just really want to record this live Uh, we also got to ride the slinky dog coaster with some roller coaster cam footage so hopefully you know we'll be able to share that with you sometime soon
1: you'll see joe screaming like a little girl
0: hey there's nothing wrong with being a little girl
1: no judgment no judgment
0: Alright, so those were our initial thoughts on Toy Story Land, and a few days later, we recorded our thoughts after Toy Story Land had been open to the public for a few days, and that episode will drop tomorrow. So please check that out on Wednesday, our regular release date. You can also find all episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you shared it with someone else, and also subscribed and left us a positive review. You can connect with us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or on our Facebook page at DisneyDeciphered or on Twitter at WDWDeciphered. Thanks for listening. And like I said, another new episode tomorrow as we wrap up our thoughts on Toy Story Land. So be sure to check that out. See ya.